your trusted source for local breaking news and what to make of it all. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning. Welcome back to the program. It's half past nine here on Newcastle Live. It is 19 degrees outside. It is uh, slightly cloudy. It is certainly going to be coming in over the next couple of hours. So uh, if you've got your fascinator on, make sure you've got an umbrella over it. I'm very excited to uh, to welcome my next guest uh, into the station. Everybody has a story. And uh, as we know, mental health is one of the biggest issues that we have facing us as a community and Oots, out of the Square Media, has been doing some incredible, incredible work in this uh, in this sphere. And I'm going to quickly play a uh, an excerpt for you to just position this interview before I chat with Martin Adnam. Just uh, take a quick listen to this. Externally sharing your problem is the only way I think that we can get better and help one another. You're not alone. There is help. It's important to get help. It's important to listen to family and friends. Um, it's important to get headspace, to take time out for yourself. I, for so many years of my life, all through my teens and my early 20s, just kept pushing it to the side. Um, you are stronger than you probably realise. I would just say to anybody, if you had a bad back, sore shoulders, you'd go and see a chiropractor. If you had heart disease, you'd see a heart specialist. Your head, your brain is one of the biggest organs in your body and the most important for everything. If you need help, seek it out. Don't be tough. Don't be silly, especially us men. Talk to people. It's realistic and it can help change your life. It certainly can help change your life. Talking about mental health issues is something that, as Australians, we have been very loath to do. Joining me on the line now is uh, an incredible, incredible man. He uh, he got the Hunter Businesses contribution to the region for 2022 for Out of the Square Media. He was the uh, Newcastle Business Person of the Year for the Newcastle Business Club in 2020, as well as receiving the President's Award in 2020 for some incredible pro bono work that he did during the pandemic. It is Marty Adnam. Good morning and welcome, Marty. G'day, Tracy. Thank you very much for your interest in this. My pleasure. Now, uh, I said this to somebody this morning. Uh, I used to live with Marty as a 21-year-old, and they looked at me and went, <laughs> what the? I said, uh, yes, uh, my partner at the time, who became my husband, I, we used to live with Marty. And uh, it's funny, isn't it? 20, you think as a 21-year-old at that point in time, you just sit there and you think, what's life got in front of me? And you have all this bravado and you have all of these fabulous plans. And then life happens, doesn't it? Yeah, and for me, it's pre- predominantly been hair loss <laughs> in, in the subsequent 20, 20 odd years. But no, no, it, you're right. You know, you don't know where you start and where you finish and where you continue. But um, we're fortunate to live where we are. So. You know, if we, we can make good here, it's, um, it means a lot to everyone, I oh, think. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Now, everyone has a story. It uh, it started in uh, in 2020. What prompted this, Marty? So, uh, Mollycop um, is a local organisation. Um, Kayla Parker was one of the HR people there at the time. She had this concept of um, talking, you know, opening up stories internally as a program for Mollycop. Uh, we'd worked together before during the COVID period on a, a series called Together Not Alone, of which Molly Cop um, was one of the contributors. So we built a bit of a relationship and Kayla sort of just reached out with this concept. 
And then through talking together, we realised it could be a lot bigger mm-hmm. than, than maybe where it started. And, you know, it can be, um, you know, more broader than, than perhaps Mollycop alone. So, yeah, so it definitely accelerated very quickly in that period. It really did, didn't it? And, uh, you know, to today and, and that video that I played, uh, some some people may recognise uh, Tenya Wilkes in there. Uh, Steve Graham is another very high-profile person who has been very open about his uh, his issues with mental health. And that's what it's about, isn't it, Marty? It's about normalising it. And and as it as the gentleman said in that uh, in that piece, if it was your leg, if it was your arm, yeah. you'd go and see a doctor. But because it's your head, we are so loath to do that. Hundred percent, and I think you're touching on you know Tanya and Steve, and then uh, the other guy you're talking about is Mick from Osgrid. Mm. So I think that to me, and I think I you know doesn't matter what you're standing, what your role, and what your industry, but you know, anyone that's stepped forward, um, I think is incredibly brave mm. and selfless because you know not only are they helping themselves, but they're helping so many other people exponentially. But when you look at you know say Tanya and Steve of a level of high, pro- high profile to go mm. to Mick from Osgrid, they're doing the same amount of good. You know, like they're helping themselves and helping others. Mick's story was incredible and, um, you know, he was at the event on the day as well. So uh, I just think the fact that it is so broad-based is says a lot about um, where we are in this scheme of mental health currently and, you know, the fact that everyone does need a bit of a hand. We all do. And look, you know, we all think we're, we're you know, six foot bulletproof. I, um, you know, I went through a mental health issue. I, I very rarely speak about it because the stigma, um, mm. you know, it, it's, it's tough, Marty. And if we can all start to speak about it, that's, I suppose, the hope behind all of this, isn't it? That we can save lives just by talking to each other. Yeah, and like these, these people have, you know, popped on a video and that's a different level, I guess. But even just, as you say, just talking to somebody, you know, it's your neighbour or your friend. I mean, I must say, you know, after three years of doing this, I kind of <laughs> hadn't told much of my story, but mm-hmm. at the event, I did stand up in front of the 100 or so people there uh, last week and, um, yeah, and did touch on a bit of my background where I'd lost my dad early, lost my brother, and, you know, I sort of bottled that up for a long time. Mm. Um, and then, you know, it sort of exploded a little bit later in life um, where I just couldn't hold it in anymore and went through anxiety and, and the level of depression. But, um, but you know, that I, I'm, you know, you're never cured or, mm. or fixed, but it just became more normalised and I understood how to deal with it. Um, but, yeah, we're not, none of us are immune at any level. No, none of us. And it can be anything, can it? it? It can be a death, it can be a marriage breakdown, it can be business pressures, it can be anything that triggers it, and, and it's normal. Oh, it, most definitely. And as you say, everyone's trigger is different. And mm-hmm. I think the outcomes are the same, that, you know, some of the symptoms, be it anxiety, depression, and those sort of things, but how that came about, you know, we've had a lady talking about postnatal depression, um, Steve's talked about undiagnosed um, anxiety. Uh, Mick had talked about his daughter had fallen asleep uh, at the, at, on the wheel and, and died in a car accident. So where it stemmed from might be different, mm. but the symptoms and, and potentially some of the cures, I suppose, or some of the um, ways of handling it can be a bit more similar. Are you finding that, uh, that this program, I mean, it's three years old now, are you finding that it is reducing some of the stigma? Um, I definitely, there's a different energy. Uh, we had we had the first event that had 60 people in 20. We missed 21 due to COVID. This event um, we had just recently had over 100 people, and the, the diversity in the room and the willingness, like you know, say like I'm you know I'm one of these big buffy blokes that's you know holds holds things in, mm-hmm. but I felt comfortable in that room to say you know my story, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's a shift. Um, and also coming off the back of you know I had. I'd only interviewed Tanya um, a couple of days before, and mm. I thought, you know, there's someone who's very brave, equally doing something. So, how, you know, we'd be quite hypocritical 
for me to stand up here and talk about this um, project without actually sharing my own, you know, vulnerabilities and, and journey a little bit. Um, so, but, but it was such a warm, welcoming um, platform to do it. And I think, you know, as I say, if people want to watch some of those videos, you'll see that it's quite a diverse crowd. Um, and I think they're talking about how, the, how it's made a difference to them and then how it's changed their workplace. And multiple people, you know, there's the one, you know, the other sort of woofy blokes in there, and they, you know, they're frightened to first initially speak, but then after that, they're getting so many pats on the back about others that go, you know what, mate, I had the same, mm. I had the same. And I think that, you know, just only, um, it's just wonderful. I don't know if that would have happened 10 years, 20 no. years ago, I'm not sure. No. But certainly now, there is a wave. Mm. I couldn't. I couldn't have seen it in. In you know, you go back to your workplaces in the '90s and and even in the 2000s. I don't think we we were open enough to talk about it, Marty, at all. No, I don't think so. You know, it was the stigma. It was being mocked. Mm. Um, but also, I think we didn't know how to describe some of the things. Like we've probably got better at describing what we're feeling. Mm. Um, and you know, I mean, you go back a hundred years ago. I, I think some of these things that are occurring are no different. But you know, in that period, people might have just thought you're mad. You know, and and locked you up. You know, because there was no understanding or, or um, empathy around mental health. Whereas I think now we're actually a bit better at trying to describe. It's like we've got a long way to go. Yeah. I mean, currently there's still, you know, nine Australians die by suicide. You know, um, you know, a, a day. So we've still got a many. long way to go. Mm. Yeah, still got a long way to go. But you know, it's it's. I think it's dolly steps. And you know, I commend everyone that was involved in this project and. And the spin-off effect, I think that's mm. um, unbelievable. I agree with you, and uh, and the bravery of uh, of Tan. I I hadn't, I wasn't aware of Tanya's story, and uh, and as I said, look, this this is this may be triggering for some people. So um, if you if it is, please reach out to Lifeline on thirteen eleven fourteen. But uh, hearing Tanya's story for the first time, Marty, and uh, and like you, I've known Tanya for most of my adult life, and to hear her story and to listen to her. You know, how many more of us are out there that have these stories that uh, we've got bottled up inside of us? Oh, well, that's it. And I hadn't, you know, I've sort of known Tanya on and off over the years or, you know, we've connected, but uh, instantly she just straight away opened up, you know, and I guess for the benefit of those listening, um, it was a fact that she, you know, um, was abused as a child by a family member and her fear was as a mum, you know, a new, uh, new mum, what was going to happen to her? You know, was she going to turn into somebody that had those same um, sort of abilities and whatever? And then she was, you know, very scared of that. So, you know, that was very brave of her. But, but you know, we go back to those, you know, the other people in, you know, the high vis in the videos. Mm. For them to sit in the lunchroom with, you know, someone from HR with an iPhone and then instantly open up like they do, I just think that's incredible. You know, like as you say, I've been in video stuff for over 35 years, mm. but every year it doesn't, you know, I'm I'm completely um, blindsided by the content that comes through and how open people are to share something in such a kind of raw way. I think that's that's the shift I'm seeing. Uh, congratulations! I, I just think it is an, an incredible thing that uh, that yourself uh, that Out of the Square is doing. I just think it is absolutely amazing. I know you've got some big partners behind you, some big corporations here in Newcastle who are also supporting it. Who are some of the organisations behind you? Yeah, so, I mean, Kayla, who was originally at Mollycop, um, has moved to Port of Newcastle, so um, she has helped Port of Newcastle come on board. Osgrid, Hunter Water, um, ARTC, you know, the guys from Triple M. Mm. Um, they're just, it's just growing, um, and I think that's the beauty, that these organisations probably in the past might have been a bit nervous mm. to associate with a project like this, but, uh, but at the moment it's like, yeah, okay, wow, 
um, it's giving us a different take on things. And, and people do talk about, with, if you're in with your own organisation, you, you worry a little bit about talking mm. at times to an pro- internal provider, um, you know, in case there's any repercussions. That's, that's getting much better from what I understand. But sometimes talking externally, uh, you, you do feel a bit freer. Um, and I think that's where this vehicle is helping a lot of people. Congratulations. It is incredible. If you would like to have a look at it, if you uh, if you head to the website, everyonehasastory.com.au, I thoroughly recommend it to you. If you uh, Even if you just want to have a look at what's going on around the place, if you don't have any of these issues yourself, it's only a matter of time before it comes across your life. But uh, yeah, I definitely recommend uh, you having a look at it. Now, one of the big projects that you've been involved with over, over many years now, Marty, is uh, the Victoria Theatre in Newcastle. You've been doing a lot of work, whether it's the grant funding, whether it's finding the history of the organisation. You've really put a lot of work into it, haven't you? Yeah, look, we're one of many. You know, there's a, there's a real group of passionate people behind it. Um, I think we came on board about 14, 2014, 2015, when it was originally mentioned that the, that building was going to go up for sale um, and it was on the market. So myself and a couple of other um, sort of theatre passionate people um, got behind a project that we created called... Um, you know, revive the Vic. And and then we sort of just, you know, we weren't like hardcore, you know, save this, save that. It was just more communicating the benefits because it is uh, New South Wales' oldest still standing theatre. So we were fortunate we made a little bit of noise, draw a bit of attention. Um, but what uh, turned out is that the owners at the time, the Laundy Group or Laundy family, they were very empathetic to the, the best use of that building. So they weren't necessarily, from my understanding, busting their neck to sell it to a developer for top dollar. They wanted someone who was going to uh, be sympathetic to its ongoing use, and that's where Century um, Venues came in. So Greg Corey and the team there have just been outstanding. So I think that was a massive sigh of relief mm. for us when we worked out who the purchaser was. They then engaged back with the community. So, yeah, so we've been involved along with others since then, um, we've just recently, in the last sort of 12 months, been helping collect stories um, that'll be played uh, at the Vic um, in the next few weeks or months, and then they'll also be shared online and all that sort of thing. So, you know, a lot of the stories are just incredible. Um, there's a guy called Ron who was a lolly boy. Um, you know, he hadn't been in that building for sort of 30 or 40 years, maybe 50 years, and he was just in tears uh, and just reminiscing about him being a kid in this uniform. He was just incredibly proud of this uniform. He said his mum used to sit in the audience and he was just, you know, he says, you know, she was the queen, you know, in his mind. And he was just seeing this guy on the stage, you know, kind of tearing up and so passionate, just says how much that building or, you know, the the stuff around the building is being to people. So, yeah, so there's original usherettes. There's a whole cross-section of stories, which is really nice. It is beautiful. Now, you are looking for people to... Uh, to- come forward with stories, with photos, with memorabilia for possible inclusion in uh, in the series. How can people help you if, if they've got stories or bits and pieces out there? How can they get in contact with you? Yeah, so in the first instance, we're looking for uh, so memorabilia, so programs, photos and things like that, um, you know, and also if they've got stories. So I, just if they could email us at ideas at outofthesquare.com.au, so ideas at outofthesquare.com.au. And, you know, we'll just collate it. Some of it may not make it in this first round, but the more that we can collect, um, you know, ongoing is, is incredibly important because this, the theatre isn't to a new stage, you know, with the funding they've received. Um, it is in the next phase of, of growth and, and, and change. So it's really positive to collect this stuff now. It really is. 
Now, out of the square, you and I first uh, met each other when we were both at Prime Television. We were primates all those many years ago. <laughs> um, out of the square, you've had it for uh, for 25 years. Well, basically, as you said, uh, sometime this week, we could click over 25 years. How's that feel? Um, it, Besides it, old? <laughs> yeah, no, I, actually, I don't feel that old. I probably look it, but I don't feel it. Like, I'm just so You've never about... felt old. <laughs> no, I've never felt old. But... Um, no, it, it feels good. You know, it, it's it's never been easy. You know, you talk about um, the time at Prime. You know, when I left there in 97, even just finding out how to buy, you know, back then a videotape mm. was just hard. You know, so starting from scratch, um, you know, no one knew who you were. It was incredibly difficult. And, you know, I remember, you know, paying the first employee, you know, $30,000. And I'm going, where am I going to get $30,000? You know, and it mm. was, you know, then I realised that's a year, not a week. Um, and slowly it grew. So, now look, I've just been really fortunate you know to do something i love and to continually work with people i love working with i mean it's just constant you know there's endorphins around laughing you know mm. we, we, we work hard um you know i think we do great stuff but importantly we also tend to try to look after each other and have a laugh along the way mm. and i think that's about longevity you know i think that's what keeps organizations going um especially with you know what we've been through in the last two or three years so no i'm just i'm really fortunate and yeah with 25 years um within the next week <laughs> it's incredible it's yeah it's scary when you when you see figures like that you do a lot of pro bono work you give a lot back to the community um you know you've done some amazing you know hunter videos that have, have been seen worldwide what's your passion marty why do you want to give back so much um, I just, I don't know if it's karma. It's not intentional. Like, I don't think you go, oh, I'll do something nice because it generates something nice. Mm. Um, I think it's more about taking care of people where we can. And if it brings joy or if it brings a benefit, you know, why shouldn't we do it? Um, you know, it was harder in those earlier years, you know, when we're sort of just trying to, you know, keep the funds going to keep the business going. But, you know, I guess probably in the last 10 years or so, thanks to, you know, a really solid, wonderful client base, you know, we've been a bit better placed to be able to invest back in the community and, and things like that. So um, I just think if you can give back, you should. And mm. I guess that's my motivation. I'm just so, I love the Hunter region. I love Newcastle. So to me, it's either celebrating it or helping others um, who may be less fortunate mm. in ourselves um, overall. Because we are, as, as Novocastrians, we are the first people to bag the place out and uh, we shouldn't be. We should be its greatest cheerleaders. I mean, because of that, that duration, like I'm not, you know, I'm not 100 years old, but, you know, mid-50s, and I've just seen that transition mm. from, you know, the BHP era um, and, and, and this stigma that we had around the town itself, um, you know, and there's a lot of docos that you still see or reviews on, on travel blogs or whatever, you know, once a steel town, once mm. a coal city. And we've got to honour that, and that's still super important to our heritage. But I think more to me, it's more about our smarts and our arts. Like I think culturally, we've got a lot to offer and growing. And I think um, we just did some video uh, recordings the other week at the Innovation Festival, and I interviewed well, 12 CEOs of the various businesses. We are sitting on an absolute gold mine mm -hmm. in terms of uh, intelligence and capability in this region, in terms of you know green energy, clean energy. Uh, there's so many businesses that I spoke to that are keeping the technology here and will manufacture here. And that's just, that hasn't come to full fruition yet. We're not seeing the full impact. But I think over the next five years, we're going to change significantly as a town and a city. Um, you know, you've got the international airport um, coming. So, you know, I just think we're in the right place at the right time. But it has been a long, it's a long haul. And I think sometimes that's not bad because if we have major development in a very short period, 
some of that we could regret, um, whereas I think our evolution's been a bit slower, which I think is actually all right. Absolutely. We're doing okay where we are. Thank you yeah, so much for your time, Marty. No, we can't <laughs> complain. I really appreciate your time, in particular um, what you're doing with uh, with that uh, Everyone Has a Story. It really is uh, is incredible. It's very important work and uh, congratulations. And if you haven't seen it, as I mentioned, if you uh, if you do head to the website and uh, and have a look at it, it's everyonehasastory.com.au. Thank you, Mr Adnam. It is lovely to catch up. Uh, thanks, Trace. Take care. Really appreciate it. You too. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. That is uh, Martin Adnam, who is the Managing Director of uh, Out of the Square Media, and I thank him for joining me this morning. With decades of media experience, Tracy Mack brings you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.